No, but you're an OG. Thank you. I'm glad uh, to have that on record. By the way, I did listen to the ones that I missed, and there was a little bit of Dan bashing on there that Ooh, I noticed. I you ain't too, you ain't too there was, actually there was on a, the pod, then. There was a claim that I just got out of prison. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's better than us just forgetting about you well, completely. And it's also, True. we don't want to lie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've done your time. You know, you've paid your way. And now you're back. Now you're out. Yeah. You're clean. How was it? Um... Reintegrating to society is hard, but straight onto the pod. Straight, on. straight onto the pod. That's what. That's where I wanted to be. You came out today. It was on the TMNT one. Um, the <laughs> intro that you no, we don't do that every time. Was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> we takes way too long. So it's the one where Mars had prepared an intro. Oh yeah, and it was uh, the ChatGPT one. Oh, it was. Mm. Oh, was it a ChatGPT? Mm. Was it? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I didn't realise. I thought that was... It was a chat GPT with a little sprinkling of my own little words in I, there and there. That was a, I definitely got you. Yeah, not on purpose. But I've got this thing at the moment where like, I'm trying to remember the hello everybody thing, but I keep on... That you to, did it. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> and that is it, but I keep on... Think, <laughs> that I, is it. I know, but when I, when I like remember it, like when I'm sort of like thinking about doing it, I keep on wanting to do the um, Ricky Gervais, like... I can't even think the Ricky Gervais What's one now. Gervais? That's how weird it like, slips your brain. Does he go ahead it's like, everybody? It's, yeah, but it's a bit more like... He doesn't do everybody, but he's like, hello everyone, and um, <laughs> welcome to... Because <laughs> only he does that, I'm sure. Very unique. Yeah. We, don't, don't worry about that, Mark. There's no consistency. Be, be I know, because now I've be confused yourself. myself The quality now. of consistency of his podcast is nowhere near the, the quality, quality of, our of our consistency. consistency. No, ours is the same. What we are looking for is... Hello everybody. Hello everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I didn't really like, I keep on I like how this is our own podcast. It's like is, uh, the third episode, yeah. and we can't remember what the intro is. I also like Hello, the fact you, that's the bit you're worried about as well. Yeah, yeah we've still got to talk we, about We've got actual... a lot more to worry about in terms <laughs> we haven't of got the content. A, we haven't still haven't got a plan. Yeah, like we you say we're going to do it every single time. about the fucking quality of consistency, so we need to get that quality of consistency going. We are. This is quality. This is. We are doing the quality of consistency right now. Yeah. I've now we're looking at him, waiting for the intro to start. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Gilcast. That's Ricky's. I've never seen somebody do an impression of themselves. Did I get the facial expression right? Did, as I, well. did I nail it? Yeah, I think you were pretty good. You. <laughs> that was a very good. I mean, I've seen a better you. I've seen a better you. Oh God. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Gilcast. I'm James. And today I'm joined by Oliver Shrimpton, Alistair Wilson, and who is that? Who deceives my eyes? <laughs> He's back. He's back. Go on, you little scamp. Introduce yourself. I'm back. It's Dan. Oh, that's bad. I feel my eyes are watering. I feel all embarrassed. Like I feel yeah. like I'm actually being presented. Oh, did you do that on purpose? Yeah, the joke, the, the sort of gorillas joke. Then what? what? Like it's Dan. It's Dan. It's Dan. 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 No, I just I didn't know what else to say. How have you been, Dan? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, I've had I've had time to listen to what I missed. I thought that the uh, the quality of consistency has been quality. Good. That's just what we want to hear. That's all we're looking for. So it's so very good. Where have you been? Just out of it, just for our listeners, because they, they we have had a few letters come in. Oh, what well, handwritten letters saying where's Scrawled. that it Scrawled was like basically blood. you know when you get like a murder note it's like all different like cutouts <laughs> of newspapers <laughs> where's that where's that <laughs> where's that <laughs> I've been um, 
I've just got better things to do. Oh! Um, oh. Public, we're going to be doing a fucking on-air beheading, I reckon, for that. <laughs> no, it's great to have you back, mate. It really is. We have missed you. I mean, at the moment, we're sharing mics, so yeah, we're going to have to sort that out. But once we've got mic. the technical difficulties out of the way, I'm sure you'll slip right back into the pod. Thank you very much. How is everyone? All good? Very good. I'm here. Oh, Ollie's here. Oh, fucking hell, this is unbelievable. All four Ooh, members Jesus together. Jesus Christ, Ooh. you get the train Ollie's, down together. Ollie's back I'm real. I'm not behind a perspex screen yeah. or anything. Yeah. Look you in the eyes. <laughs> Ollie actually has got some sad news. He unfortunately lost his job. He was His boss sacked him for talking about money too much or he was getting paid. <laughs> How much I was making. <laughs> you know. was the making. last two episodes of the pod he actually did at work. That's why uh, <laughs> yeah. he why, yeah. why I was you... on a call at the time. Yeah, so you're here. You're here in the. You're here in the studio. You've joined us in the Bournemouth studio today. Exactly. Yeah. Um, How's it feel? It feels like you may not ignore me this time. <laughs> you sound a lot better. The yeah. Connection, the connection really good. <laughs> There's no lag in the lounge. No lag in the lounge. Um, no, to be fair, <laughs> like slag lounge. Thought it was like slags in the lounge. <laughs> slags in the lounge. <laughs> That should be the name of our podcast. It should. Slags That's in the our land. side podcast. That's like the Saturday night. That's the after hours one. one. Yeah. Slags in the when you've not had enough, When you've not had enough of Gilcast, you can have some extra slags. <laughs> slags. Slags. Like bit on the side. Like it's slags yeah. in the lounge. Slags in the lounge. I like it. Slags in the lounge. I like it. That's good. That's a good name. They digest what we've just been talking about. Slags yeah. in the lounge. We just watched a recap of season one of what we're about to review. Yeah, Mars, do you want to review what um, we're going to... And now word I mean, to be fair, if you're listening to this podcast, you should have seen the title before clicking on this, but yeah, yeah. it should be yeah. a surprise. Well, we've we've done a couple of comedies, and we've done a couple of serious shows, so today we're going to do we're going to do The Bear, we've all watched season one, some of us are on season two, and we're going to break that down. In a minute, anyway, but let's not, you know, let's in a not, minute. In a minute, it's a quick podcast. In a, we're going to break <laughs> it down <laughs> quick time. So I've just, uh, I've, I've literally finished season one today. Wow! On my lunch oh, break, you can do the analysis. I, I, you're the best man for the job. Could you give us a little, um, a little recap from season one? So main character Carmen is a Carmen. hot shot. Carmine. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Carmi. Sorry, should we just? Why, why be so formal? Is it actually short for Car- Carmine or no, Carmen? No, it's Car- Carmen. 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 Like Cartman. So um, he is he is a hot shot chef who has inherited the original beef in Chicago from his brother who um, committed suicide before then. Um, so he's come in and the restaurant is in a bit of a state, is failing somewhat, and he's decided that he wants to breathe new life into it. And the staff there are all sort of stuck in their ways. He does bring in. Sid, is it Sydney, who's um new new blood to sort of try and get things going, and it's really about their misadventures to get it. I mean, that makes it sound like it's more fun across than it is. Multi- it's, it's quite, across the multiverse, it's quite, it's quite serious. But the um, but, but their sort of, of struggles to get it into a into a better state, um, and it really is a struggle. Mm. It's just the daily grind isn't it, of running a running a restaurant in a not very. In the, dump. in the dump basically isn't that and the ins and outs of all that but um it's it's something i don't think any of us would have probably jumped to watch really unless it was like mm. i randomly did watch like the first two episodes when it first came out because yeah. i was just like it's been out over a watch, year or yeah, so the first, it's been out for a while now and i i enjoyed it and then i just it's one of those where i just ended up i think i thought i'll i'll watch it with someone or I'll catch up with it but i never did and then mm. obviously when you started talking about it again i was like 
I enjoyed it when I watched it. Mm. Did this come out on Disney Plus when it no. came out? Because I, really? I didn't. I thought it did. No, was it Hulu? It, no, it's FX Network in America. But but, but isn't that owned mm. by Disney Plus? Uh, I'm not out, sure like, who no. owns what, basically, but we have Star in the UK, don't we? Well, Star. Yeah. yeah. So Which Star, obviously, you have access to Hulu and a couple, and I think FX and stuff like that. I'll be, uh, I'll be honest with you. Right. So when I when I first started watching the first couple of episodes, I found it a real struggle. Did you? Mm. Did you find it boring? I did a little bit. <laughs> first couple of episodes. I got into it, and by the end, I really enjoyed it. But I think I was... I, I, don't, I didn't do any sort of pre-reading, any kind of research, so I... You didn't find out the law of the kitchen. I didn't find out the law of the kitchen. And it kind of, it it it, it, it really is, as we're sort of talking about, it is about the kitchen. I mean, the obviously there's, grind, quite, there's quite a lot of drama around it, yeah. but it's not like, um, there's nothing huge, I'd argue, that happens. No. So no, no, I feel chance. like sometimes I assume that um, stuff is going to go down a darker route than it actually does. Yeah. But I kept yeah. thinking that certain avenues that they were going to go down were going to get pretty violent or something really bad was going to happen and they end up sort like of like a monster well just like a bit like the drug side I thought that could be a good turn yeah. dark oh, yeah. I thought Naughty, like nasty, just the way the kitchen nasty. was falling apart I thought that was going to like they were sort of having half fights like like I thought these were going to turn nasty like when the, the kids all collapsed I thought that yeah. was suddenly going to be like a massive thing <laughs> it was over within 10 seconds he was like yeah, that's fine. Mm. It's interesting because initially I was trying to compare it to um, Boiling Point on Netflix, mm. you know, the Stephen Graham single mm-hmm. shot show. Mm. And there, it, are, it captures, there are similarities. It captures that element of like stress in the kitchen. Like yeah. some of the episodes, the hecticness you don't realise that you're like clenching while know, you watch it and, and suddenly like a scene ends and you're like, oh, you sort of like yeah. relax a little bit and it really gets you that stress of like in the kitchen, characters like Richie are like the most infuriating mm. person in the world because everyone's trying to get on with their they? job and then he comes in and it's just like yeah. bossing around, like trying to basically do nothing and um, gets you gets, gets, gets you stressed out. Boiling. Yeah, it really gets you um, stressed out like you're in the r- kitchen. R- random, random tangent, but as soon as I hear Steve and Graham, all I can, all I can see is that clip of him going, get your hands off him now! <laughs> it's just, it's immediately where my mind goes to. I can't, I can't help it. Um, that would work in the kitchen. I mean, it, to in be some fair, capacity. But it was, like that, that tenseness, I think a lot of the um, tenseness. sound, that tenseness, a lot of the sounds of like through the show, there's like a lot of like boiling water and then there's a lot of clattering and at times it is like you proper mm. wound up by it, which like after, which after a hard day's work is just what um, you need. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I, can I maybe put a little tangent on this podcast for this evening and put a little format together that I've had? Like a starter? Like a starter. Oh. An entree? Um, no, this, this. <laughs> no. Yes, chef. It is a yes, chef corner chef is a is a spin on the flavors of cooking. Okay, so okay. I like to call this the flavors of television. <laughs> <laughs> it translates perfectly. Can anyone tell me what the what the four flavors are of cooking? Sweet. Yep. Sour. Yep. Acid. Acidic. Acidity. Yeah, or salt. Um, yeah, bitter. Sweet, sour, bitter, yeah, not salt. Yeah, salty. Yeah, salty. And one little bonus one, if you can get it, number five. Pudding. I thought you said the four. (laughs) Yeah, there is four, but if we're going to do another one. (laughs) If we're going to make up another one. (laughs) I did say four, but that's one. (laughs) Water. 
And water. 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 Boiling Liquid water. All those flavours. Lovely. A mousse. A nice mousse. Unami. 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 Yeah. Like What's that? I've like, yeah. heard that yeah. before. What's that then? That's a, that, so, that's it. Unami. What, unami. I, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm proposing we do, okay, is we take these flavours and we talk about them as segments of the show. Okay. So, for instance, the sweet would be the entertainment. So this would be... This would be how how captivating is it as a show? How entertaining is it as a show? The storylines, the humour, blah 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 blah. Um, sour would be the conflicts and the tension of the show. The kind of like what we say, like the the chaos, chaos of the kitchen. The saltiness would be the suspensual suspensal moments, the twists, uh, and the stuff that kept us watching onto the next episode. The bitter would be the um, the portrayal of harsh realities, dark themes, and stuff like that. So obviously we've got the brothers' suicide, and the unami would be the um, richness of the characters. Are we adding unami? Are we? we are adding the unami. Yeah, I like unami. Okay. Well, we can see how, see what we've got for time on that. Let's start. I guess let's start with the easy one. Let's start with let's start with the sweet. Let's start with the in- entertainment, shall we? How entertaining was this as a show overall? You know. The first couple of episodes, I found it a bit of a struggle to get into. But after that, you start to care about the characters. And I think as well, like it's almost um, to revel in some of the stress and be like, yeah, my life's that, that hard as well. So as I got through, and as I say, like it's, it was, I did find myself engaged with it because there was those moments where you're really tensed up. And I think, as Ollie said, I did expect someone to get stabbed or something at one point I mean well someone does actually but not as brutally as it, it feels but it doesn't even like after that they don't even make a big deal out of it really yeah yeah exactly but, 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 but by, by the end I was properly hooked on it and wanting to go through the episodes quite quickly yeah mm. yeah I think the three things are like how like just the little moments that change the uh, all, all the characters perception like it's like all of them have like a, a nice little moment like um, what's the what's the main the other cook called? Sydney. Tina. Oh, no, Tina. Tina. So like she towards the end sort of has like one little moment that makes her sort of side with um, Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, because she yeah. hates her at the start, doesn't she? And then Sydney has like little moments where she gets to do her own dish, um, mm. and then uh, the what's the I keep forgetting the guy's name. Marcus with the so donuts. So Richie sort of towards the end starts to realise that maybe you know Carmi can handle doing the kitchen. He sort of steps off a bit Kami sort of at right at the end starts to sort of he his sort of stress mm. goes I think they always have all little moments and I think they're the the nice yeah yeah I mean nice. less less about like the nicer moments but more like just generally like was the show entertaining did it keep us engaged and I I, I think if you look back on it yeah there was all these like ups and downs of emotions but genuinely it was like a, an engaging show that that kind of kept the pace right throughout the whole thing um kept you kind of wanting to see more where it was going to lead there was never like any expectation of where it was going to go it was mm. just always just like a natural path of just of how it was going to go i think that's where it's nice in that how it differs to boiling point is that you're put in like a very high-end restaurant where the only way is down almost mm. whereas with this you spend the whole show kind of rooting for them like mm. you know they're at the bottom of the barrel things aren't going well they've been doing the same thing for years you know that kami's got a great idea to make it better you know that sydney's got all this potential but it's kind of like trying to 
in your head you're trying to like g everyone else up to like mm. come on everyone get on board like this is going to be something good but they've all got their own personalities tina's set in her ways richie's just being a bum like michael's obviously very um keen to like become this incredible baker and that sort of stuff but like mm. the restaurant they're in doesn't need any of that stuff so they're trying to like step out of the mold I, f- I think that point on room for them is like so again i know we're not talking about se- i know we're not talking about season two but i've sort of seen some of the you know the just the screens of what it looks like and the fact that obviously it's about building Post- the next restaurant so like t- taking it from the beef to be the bear spoiler um but, but it's not I, how it ends yeah it is how it ends yeah but i think but i think it's um you know I, I care enough that I want to watch that to see how this group of bloody good friends mm. get on. It's like, it was very difficult to put down. I mean, on the one hand, having nice like little 30 minute episodes is always a, a change of pace because nowadays we're used to having, you know, your 10 part hour long episodes, which can often be a big commitment. Whereas some of these, were, you know, the single shot it was, was mentally 20 minutes long. like nicer when you yeah. knew like they did change about, didn't they? Like they mm. were sometimes 30, 40, mm. 17 as Mars like, wanted to point out. Yeah. But um, that sort of maybe helps you, doesn't it? You go, oh, Definitely. I can actually watch another little one. And a lot happens in a short space of time. There's very little filler. It's mm. all, it's all action from the start and everything happens and it's pretty hard to put down all the way up until the end. Obviously the last scene when they finally discover the money and the tins and all that sort of stuff, it's like the season ends and it really leaves you on like a, oh, like you really already, you want to know exactly what now, happens next. We watched a recap there and the ending sort of made sense to me now. When I watched the ending originally last week, I was so confused with the money. Was anybody else confused right. or not? Would did it all Not, sort of make sense? No. I was so confused where, what, you mean, money, where came the from? money came from. Yeah. Well, he had um he had taken a loan from their uncle Jimmy, hadn't he? About three hundred grand. Mm. And I think he had paid off like some debts. I think he paid like about forty grand off and then the rest he had obviously stashed away. But, but what but, I think I was more confused about is that why they would have never have used the tomatoes for other recipes. <laughs> So, so that, that was that was like a, that was a theme. So, I think in the first episode, there was like a reference to making the family spaghetti. Mum's spaghetti, but wouldn't they have used mm. tomatoes for other stuff? Like what, mate? What, yeah, you, got, like, what you got in mind? Eh? Like, like what? What you got bloody in mind? Just like you know, like, got like, some sort of ragu, some sort of lasagna. lasagna. Yeah, right. but, but, but also, there's a thing about oh, so use the tomatoes. Sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a thing about use the bigger tins because they're more cost, cost effective. Need the bigger tins. What would you cook? And it's only it's only at the end where he had that sort of use the smaller tins they taste better from his mm. brother from, talking about from beyond the grave talking about ingredients should we move on to our next flavour go on then sour so this is all about the the tensions the uh, mm. you know the boiling points between the mm. characters um it did a pretty good job, actually, of, like, yeah. no one, like, sided with... There was, obviously, like, their little sides. People sided with who? Sydney and Marcus had a little a little join-up, didn't they? A and little, little. is it um, Tina and who's the other guy who was in the I- war? Ibrahim. Ibra- Ibrahim, yeah. Ibrahim. They were, Ibrahim. they were really good together. He's and, quite quiet, isn't he? He's a yeah. very reserved character. I guess the main conflict throughout the show was between Kami and um, Richie. Richie. Yeah. yeah, that kind of clash of like, you're changing with it. And, and Richie says that beautiful line like, the ki- this kitchen is a delicate ecosystem. Yeah. Do not fucking upset it. Yeah. And in fact, that's the episode when it all goes Pete Tong. And you, su- and you actually side with Richie on that because... Um, Sydney obviously like gets a bit big headed and she, she, she puts in this like, 
you know you know super super dish that that goes out to a accidentally or coincidentally to a food critic and then oh, goes, the risotto and the beef yeah something yeah and, and then he's he puts like the why paper, have you it? why have you done this and like you know why have you messed with it and then obviously we see instantly how that backfires on her yeah um, yeah, she had all good intentions and then she left the pre-orders on and literally as soon as yeah. the article came out they had what was it like hundreds of pre-orders came in before yeah. they'd even opened yeah that 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 start of the episode when ibrahim's reading out the the, the critics review in the paper Mm. It sort of like sets the scene. It's almost like a pre-war. Do you know what I mean? You're seeing like where the different armies are based before actually it hits the fucking mm. fan and all kicks off. Well, you think it's all going well, don't you? Like, well, you think it, it's second last episode, yeah, like dramatically flips within seconds. I guess the other conflict is between Sydney and Richie as well. Um, they had a little. Like we say on episode two, I think it was well, when they're sat in the car and they're getting caught, can't they, from the DIY store, and you think, oh, actually, these these could these could actually be a, got a, quite a good little friendship here, but they don't go that direction. They actually move further and further apart to the point where she stabs him. So, um, <laughs> I think it's it's that that one's probably one of the biggest journeys, though, isn't it? Because yeah, they they clearly do you think they have a, respect for each other. Though? I think they have like so much like mutual like, mutual sort of not dislike, but they're they're so different. But in in the end, where they've got all the cash, I think it's interesting that effectively she's walked out on everybody. Yeah. So now they've come into a bit of money. You could be like, well, do one. Yeah. But you know, it's Richie but who's I, the first like one the to say, that, yeah. get a tin opener. You're but weirder. I like the fact that Richie sort of he got stabbed right, and most people would have some form of resentment for that, even in the moment. He didn't bat an eyelid. You are so shocked by this stabbing. Well, like he didn't bat an eyelid. He was he was joking about it. Is anything funny, mate? I think he kind of knows that he's an asshole, though. But yeah, but I also think probably he just that sort of thing. He's got this. He's just used to conflict, isn't he? His wife calls him bad news. He's got him saved his bad news on the phone, hasn't she? Because it's because he's always phoning with bad news. And any of the shots when they go into the family and the like when they were growing up, the whole all they do is just shout at each other. Yeah, they're the scenes when it's so stressful and it's just the the flashbacks to when it's Chicago. um, Yeah, I don't know if that's like what families are like there I don't know that's just a normal thing it, I think it I mean there's a I'm lot of like I'm not going to slag off Americans again I did that no. last episode <laughs> so to all our Chicago listeners it, it does it does show a like a real kind of rep I you know I've never been to Chicago I've only seen films that are kind of based you had around Chicago that. Town Pizzas I had a Chicago I've had a Chicago Town Pizza before and I, I hate did it. you shout out <laughs> you fought you've hated <laughs> I ate it and I felt very Chicagoing. So. You shouted. Yeah, shouted at everyone. Um, those, yeah, those are the, the sort of conflict things. With, would you? Would with you eat that, that with the family at the beef? Yeah, they do any vegan options. Mm. Beef, tomato, vegan tomatoes. tomatoes. Yeah, I'll, I'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like the first one to find the money. Anybody from vegan? Tin of tomatoes. Yeah, for fuck's sake. Every day. Yeah, just like I'll just take another tin, please. Yeah. Yeah. Tina as well, if we're talking about between her and <laughs> we were talking about tins. between her and Sydney. Yeah, she could tell straight away. She just hated she didn't her. like it. She, did had, she she like put her thing up, put her pot up to yeah. max temperature, max. like boiling number off, eleven, like ruined her dish. Yeah, up to eleven. Like the first half of the season, she was just like, you know, her and Richie were like best mates, weren't they? Just like, yeah. A rage, rage against the machine, sort of thing. I think Sydney's a really important character though, because I, I, I almost get the sense that Carmi would regress back into and sort of fall in. I he would have fallen apart. Yeah, her. I think he needed 
that, that's yeah. somebody else who was trying to move it of forward. Of quality as well, though, Of quality, yeah. Could, of quality. Like, <laughs> quality of consistency. Well, like, she, he, can, he can obviously, like, talk to the other people, but he, he, he knows that, like, she's got class in her. Yeah. She's like, like the number, ten, like the number 10 of the kitchen. Yeah. So, like, he, he will sort of, I don't know, listen to her opinions and actually sort of maybe change his mind frame of yeah. cooking. He probably wouldn't do it maybe for the others. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Ollie, I've just tried this ragu. You just made it, haven't you? You just made this ragu, haven't you? Just now with that tin of tomatoes. Yes. Yeah. I could, um, I could just, yeah, could you mind if I just put a bit of like, you know, just a bit of recommendation what I think it needs? Go on. It needs a bit of salt. <laughs> <laughs> And what is the salt? That is uh, what, what a segue. I mean, that's so natural. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> yeah. I've yes, never seen chef. such a slick <laughs> transition. Behind, I guess salt kind of goes with the sourness and the salt. Where the sourness, we talked about the tensions between the characters. The saltiness of the show is the twists and the suspense of the moments. Mm. So other than episode seven, which was very much a cliffhanger at the end of that episode, were there anything, was there anything early on that sort of grabbed you? Because like Dan, I'm probably the same as him where I think episode three was where it hooked me. But I can't remember a particular moment of what, what hooked me. But there must have been something where I was like, yeah, this, is, this has got me now. Yeah, I think, I think I was always waiting for a bigger twist. But actually, once I got past the first couple of episodes and I realised no, it is what it is, mm. then I could sort of settle into it. And I mean, there's the, the t- there's tension all the way through it. But I think you need to get over the fact that there's not going to be an alien or a lightsaber or something. No, or an actual bear. Was there no lightsabers in it? There was there definitely wasn't. no bears in that. I there was, was there. Was, there was a bear in his dreams. Oh, the yeah. very first thing of the whole show is him on the bridge with the bear in the cage. And I uh. thought that set the scene for the whole show being very like, you know, mental health and yeah. stressing and all that sort of stuff. But it actually played quite a small part in the... Except uh, for the last interesting episode to know. when he's on the like TV show and it all goes, he's having kind of um, no, yeah. a yeah, lucid sort of, dream or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. But obviously his, you know, they call him the, be- the bear, but apart from the name, there's not actually an animal reference apart from that first bit in the show. No. The only suspense, I mean, there's obviously, there is probably quite a few suspenseful moments, like, throughout the show. There's obviously... You're sort of on the la- is it the last the episode time. when they have the party? The outside? The, when, when no, the, f- they have the stag party and... Um, oh, yeah, of course. A- and um, the, the fight breaks out and they have to go in, split it up, and Richie smacks one of the guys and he hits his head and it's like he's put in prison and he's potentially going to go down for manslaughter that was obviously i i was 100 sure that that was actually going to play out with the guy's death yeah i thought that was the big twist yeah. but again it kind of it leads you it down throws that path, you yeah and then it goes actually no like it's, it's an important moment but it doesn't actually change yeah anybody's life but yeah. maybe that's more realistic in terms of life like obviously those things can happen but like they're probably quite pretty rare for those to happen like we always think in shows that like these things happen because they put them on TV but in actuality there's enough bad things in that show that have happened but they're not necessarily horrendous horrendous well think about the number of times I've seen you knock someone out on a night out and I mean it's just sort of (laughs) part of the course really exactly (laughs) I guess the other the other like minor moments of suspense are just generally through the show when they're just they're cooking you know they're like moving hot pans 
they're cutting food with knives you know they're all under pressure they're all like they they zoom in on their faces you can see them like sweating and pressured and you think one of them's going to fucking scold themselves or burn like i read somewhere that there was no hand models in the whole entire show so <laughs> god how niche <laughs> of uh, reviews are you going down? oh my god you're my hand twin no but i think that's amazing to think that, that all of them were actually doing all those you know cutting skills <laughs> and everything like that models. the other one is the um in the first few episodes they keep referencing this multitude of plugs that is keeping the arcade machines going and it's like don't touch those plugs. It's yeah. like stickers all over it saying don't yeah. touch the plugs because all these nerds that are coming in to play the arcade machines, they're like our lifeblood. Like that's half of our business income. And then obviously there's the episode when, is it the fuse blows or something? Yeah. And all the machines turn off and they're like, this is it. This is like, we're done. We're done for all the machines have all gone off. Yeah. Um, Did that happen like a, a couple of episodes in the sh- earlier in the show when they had to get all the food out and put it in his sister's freezer? Yeah. So the power what? cut out That's there. It, that was, the, that, that was, was that, it. Was the it? Episode, yeah. The One thing is went. that they do keep it pure kitchen because, like, pure kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> oh, pure this kitchen. is pure kitchen. Pure kitchen. <laughs> they never showed like low, like. I know there is a smattering of like. <laughs> Um, you were talking about Jennifer Lawrence's body. What, what did I say? Starkers. Starkers. She absolutely starkers. She was starkers. But like, they don't show a huge amount of people like, actually coming into the restaurant. Mm. Like, There's no never, locals, is there? You never see like the full like area where they can sit down. Like you never see a full set of people in there. You never yeah. really see like you don't see the queues like all the time because you think like how much they're doing every single day you'd think you'd see all people coming in and they yeah. actually never show that bit they usually show the pre and the post don't they well i think actually mm. what's quite interesting with that is i actually think the service is the like relaxed part for them so everything all the build-up is all like the everything. prep and getting it all mm. ready for like Kami's constantly being like 10 minutes to open, ten, you know, five minutes to open. Like he's pretty, he's pushing them down. they've got cues, haven't they? Um, and then actually, most of the time, the episode actually finishes when they're actually ready to start serving. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost like the actual open time of the restaurant is actually, bit, the, yeah. is actually like when everyone calms down and like, it, you know, they know that they've put the hard work in and it goes mm. on. What they're trying, they're, before the prep, they're trying to get the sweet stuff done. The sour stuff. The salter. The salty. The salter? The salter. Is that the the sick category? I guess really, um, weirdly, that's like how maybe, I don't realise that's how a kitchen works. Ollie, Ali was about to do a a very good segue then. What's what's the segue? I mean, it's gone now. Uh, That's all right. He knocked him off his roller Tell us about the salter. It's quite a bitter moment that um, Ollie's just ruined that for you. Cut cut, cut me out and say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well done, Dan. The bitterness of the show. So this is this is the seg- segment where we're going to talk about, unfortunately, the death of Kami's brother. Who was it? Michael, Mike, Mike, played by none other than John Burfinal. So is that how you pronounce his second name? Burnfall. Burnfall. Probably the most well-known actor in the show. Had yeah. the smallest yeah. part of the show. I mean, obviously, this isn't the only um, point of sadness throughout the show. There's obviously other other things that are kind of sprinkled in. There's a bit with like Sydney and her dad and um, a- Abraham, like obviously escaping war and stuff like that. And Marcus has got some sort of like mental health 
kind of I don't know what's going on at one point I thought he was like battling with his sexuality because he had that like his weird housemate just like coming to the kitchen and stuff I thought that was where the show was going to go but yeah I guess the the main the main point of the whole show and the sad and the main sad point of the show is his brother actually committing suicide which we don't get told a whole lot about including their relationship we don't really get uh, too much given to us with that until the last bit when he obviously gets the letter yeah, and we which, find which out. Richie found it was like quite early yeah, on, wasn't it? Was, yeah. it, was, it was the first or the second episode. He found it underneath the locker, the little note, and then he just puts yeah. it back. And I think it, him putting it back was like he's not ready to accept that his brother's dead yet. Here's a. Here's it was a, here's only a, when he um, gave Carmi the note at the end. He was like, "Yeah, this is this is it. He's actually dead. Like, yeah, I've, I'm letting go of this now." Like, Did um. A question that I kept on kind of ask, asking myself throughout the show is, do I care about the brother's death? In the sense that it's obviously sad and it, it's affected Kami and his, and his sister's relationship and obviously Richie. Um, but did it matter to the show? You know, if the circumstances were different and say his brother didn't die and, I don't know, moved country or whatever, and there's still, you know, Kami end up inheriting the restaurant, would it change the, the outcome of how the characters went down like the the kind of journey that they all went down maybe maybe not Carmen but I think the rest of them would have been different yeah I mean Tina's obviously got quite a close she's the other one I guess that's got a real you know close relationship with Michael she often like reminisces about him had a better relationship with him than he did didn't they like the whole crew yeah I think I think it's I think it's fundamental to um Kami's character because effectively like there's a bit where he talks about and the more he wasn't allowed to work in the restaurant and drifted further apart from his brother the more he focused on his cooking and the better he got and the higher up the chain he went and he sort of went to the very pinnacle of what he wanted to do and then when his brother died and left him the restaurant it was almost all the way back to ground zero with all that experience and then coming to terms with a completely different environment and why couldn't we have worked together on this Mm. while he was here sort of thing mm. um, and then I think some of that stress and pressure uh, that you see through the episodes and wanting to make it work is probably because it means something whereas I think if he'd just been given this place which is run down as a top performing chef and his brother hadn't died then you just go oh we just just been it <laughs> it's yeah. awful yeah yeah I often thought that you know if, if the restaurant was ran differently or why did Michael run it into the ground, basically. Why did he just give up on it and get himself into really bad debt and not want to change the format? And but was he in debt? That's why I'm confused with the money. Yeah, because he had all the money. So, so is that is that the proceeds of drug sales, or is that you know he he was like basically running everything off the books? Maybe, yeah. But like, if he was, he must have had a huge amount of money still to play with before it was like really bad like the getting to the re- to the state where they couldn't proceed anymore yeah Ex- exactly where it all came from i'm a bit confused on because they, they, they spend the whole show just assuming that he's blown the money and left them with all this debt yeah. and left them with ev- with everything but and actually, that, i guess that explains a little bit why he maybe committed suicide as well was that like he was putting this down obviously they sort of leave it at a cliffhanger to where you get a little bit of comeuppance with the finding of the money but you're still left unaware as to what the full story is and i think that's what pulls you to sort of that's wait, the real cliffhanger you know, of the yeah, whole show isn't exactly it? it's like discovering more about him because really there's not a huge amount in the show about him that's a man who's uh, seen season two 
I've not seen season two. Spring. Oh, I thought you had. No, no, Your Honor. <laughs> no, no, Your Honor. I've not. You'll seen never it. hear me say that on what? online. I didn't exactly. know there was a season two. Am I going to get edited out in entirety now? Because I've, I've, I've be censored. I've peeled back the curtain. Peeled so, back the onion. So you guys, I mean, one of the standout um, moments, or the, I guess the most, the most kind of fleshed out scene we have with the brothers, the flashback scene at the start of episode. Six, I think it was maybe uh, when they're in um, Kami's sister's kitchen or something, and Richie's telling a story, and Michael's kind of bouncing back with the story. And Kami's just there in awe, like you see on his face, he's looking at them both, just like you know, just in great respect of his brother and, and being in that moment. And you can really sense that he's the younger brother and he looks up to his older brother. Um, and I think that was a great way of starting the episode. And then at the end, when it has a flashback to that flashback yeah. and it's just silence it's just, just him smiling, smiling. And, I, and I love that because and I often think about it there's a couple of other films that, that use this they have no no nothing to it no music no no nothing it's just silence and I often think they're so impactful because when we think of memories we often think of memories in our head just as silence we don't think of the like sound or anything like that and it, mm. I think it works so well especially for a show that is so loud constantly um, yeah I'm sure we'll talk about the music and stuff that's used in the show. But if you take some of the scenes that have, that are kind of building with the music behind it, you take that music out of it. The scene isn't as stressful and chaotic as it, yeah. as it, as it seems. So yeah, the music um, plays a, a really strong part of the show and I couldn't even pick out any particular songs, but after watching the show, I've listened to the Spotify playlist of all the songs and they're always like such great, active like rock songs obviously yeah. some of them have their like slower moments but really cool mixture of what well, i think a lot of them are actually bands from the area as well but it's chicago based bands yeah ollie you've learned a lot about cooking tonight eh? you've learned about saltiness you've learned <laughs> about bitterness you've learned about sweetness but can you tell me what the bonus flavor is that i said at the start of the show Nani. who Punani. <laughs> That's what I want to talk about. We talked about that last week. I said the, the show we watch has to have tits in it at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've let you down on that one. <laughs> the, um, can anyone else jump in with that? What was, what is, what was the, the caption for this last flavour? Umami. 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 So the depth. Depth. The depth. So key, key moments of the show that cemented it as a good show like Oof. scenes that like Blimey. stood out and you know made it made it made it a worthwhile watch I, I, I would add or that. not just scenes but just gen, general so obviously the in general the whole show is mayhem in the kitchen and but they did add the sort of elements i was expecting a little bit more but i still think it was quite good that they did it, it was like you know when they concentrated on the actual cooking just for a little spurt no they would models. just do the you know the quality sort of, of zoom in <laughs> but like do you know what i mean they would just show them cooking something for like 30 seconds or something like that no they hand maybe, models though they maybe did it like um <laughs> they, so you're impressed now aren't you they maybe did it like six, silly six or seven times i think that added to the point of like oh actually they're going to try and make it an aesthetically pleasing looking show as well let alone with the mayhem they've actually concentrated on oh actually they are making good quality food as well mm. 
which makes me want to eat that as well. It does. It did look quite tantalising and yeah. moist. Sidney's risotto. Sidney's risotto looked good. I liked the barbecue episode where they improvised and they were just like, fuck it, we've got to, we've got to serve something. So we're going to take some rebar off of the construction site next door, get a fire going and just get people like eating food outside. That was mm. like the moment that Sydney kind of like took control of everything mm. versus when she'd had the pre-order letdown bit was probably the wor- her worst bit was when she'd fucked up and left the pre-orders on and then she just like stormed out because she was getting a little bit shouted at. I was like, she, she had some, a bit of a roller coaster of like, that was a real low point and then she had a high point when she sort of took control of another scenario. I mean, a, l- a little bit shouted at is kind of, uh, I'll, f- I'll put yeah. a case on this one. It was kind of literally, you Get had, the fuck off my station. You had Carmen just going, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, but it was her fault as well. She she fucked up and yeah, she but didn't don't you even, think it was Martin's fault? She didn't even hang, she didn't even it hang around. Martin's fault, wasn't it? Martin, was it Martin? Martin, <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is Martin? Sorry, Michael. Michael, Michael, you mean Marcus. no? You mean Marcus? Donut, the donut. The donut. Man. Is it Marcus? Marcus. Oh, sorry, Martin. Martin. Mike's dead. Martin. Uh, <laughs> Martin. Martin, you done those bread rolls yet? That was close. <laughs> Martin, it's not Greg's. <laughs> Um, Why is it Martin's fault? Marcus's. Marcus's yeah. Because he, he, so he destroyed. Because he, like they said, you can do it, but me- just make sure <laughs> you, you can, do yeah. the the cakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he completely destroyed he got, all their. He got so um, tied up doing his donuts, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And it, because like he destroyed everything, really. He got rid of all their electricity, which is. It was. It was. It was. That's a good point, though. Because where did he put of, the electricity? Well, he just got rid of it. Got rid of it. He got rid of that. Yeah, he, what, he told Where's me? the electricity, Martin? <laughs> oh, I got rid of that. Shut that up. I put it in the donuts, mate. So what? Well, it? He put it his, in the donuts. It's because he put his mixer on too high, wasn't it? He got yeah. a bit carried Speed away. Because he tried to catch up on himself. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? It burnt out, That's it? when he blew the fuse. And that was when the, everything went out. And Yeah, yeah, that's that's when, yeah that was his fault, to be fair. And that was his well, fault. That, that was, but that had nothing to do with the tickets coming through, the pre-orders. Yeah, but I think it sort of... It all spiraled from then, really. All well, the, the ticket they machine was from the um, risotto. 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 <laughs> Wasn't it? Beef short rib risotto. We haven't mentioned Fack, who's quite a fun character. He's like the comic <laughs> relief, Ma- isn't Matty, he? Matty Matteson. So Matty Matteson, Matty Matteson is actually a... Um, what is he? He's kind of like... He's a YouTube kind of chef cook oh, type thing. Yeah, and he oh. helps... He co-produces the show. So a lot, right. of, a lot of this is to I do with him, that. but he's got a YouTube series on, which is which is really cool, and he does go to some kind of down and out places in America, and like you know, That's ironically, cool. yeah. he doesn't do any cooking. No, yeah, he's like the handyman, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like Richie's best mate, and he's it's like they're yeah. two people. Are they in the brothers, pod. or because he keeps on saying our oh, tell mum and stuff like that, or cousins or something? They're all cousins, aren't they? I basically, think the in Chicago, family is like a. The fact big, family. Big family. <laughs> fact. <laughs> family. Not to be confused with Rack, the concrete that's currently crumbling in the yeah, UK. In the UK's schools. <laughs> Top yeah. Um, uh, the fact he, yeah, he's like Richie's sort of best best mate, isn't he? He's like they're like the two naughty kids messing around. Yeah. But Fack also does he's like the handyman, basically. He just fixes everything that gets yeah. broken. But he's he is like the comic relief of, of he's the well show, needed, basically. isn't he? Yeah. Chari- yeah. Charity man. Yeah, without him it would be a little bit more serious than Did, was than there any is. other like I mean it's not a comedy as a show but there was definitely moments where 
it kind of did make you it kind of lightened the, there were scenes that lightened the mood wouldn't there and took the heaviness away from the show well there's his, his I forget the sister's name but the sister's husband who everyone oh, clearly yeah. hates yeah Sugar is the sister Sh- I thought he was quite nice yeah he, yeah. he seemed so, like a stand up guy but everyone was just like oh fuck <laughs> It's funny because he stands out like a sore thumb, especially in that kind of suburb of Chicago yeah, where they're kind yeah. of like, they're called a, a spade a spade sort of thing and just get their hands dirty. Yeah. And he's all very prim and proper um, and P's and Q's and stuff like that. So he just sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And you can, he, he's like, and he's very sort of um, dominated by Sugar as a character. It's really quite funny when, you know, yeah. it's like with the freezer, Kami goes to him because he knows it's sort of easy and the answer will be yes. And she catches them putting the stuff in the freezer, and it's like you wimp. You should. Why don't you call me? Because he, because he, because that actually that episode is um, probably the funniest episode when they do the, ch- the kids party yeah. and uh, yeah. they drug all the kids and parents. Yeah, and really stuff like funny. That. Yeah, really funny that, mate. Um, yeah, I'm, what's what's his name? The um, uncle, the uncle with the uncle money, Jimmy or Jimmy. something. Jimmy, and uncle he's like, Jimmy. and he's like, Jimmy, I'm, I'm so sorry. I've got to, I've got to I tell like you. It. I think we drove the kids. He's like, yeah, I like it. Yeah. He looks around; yeah. they're all like passed out yeah. on the floor. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but at that party, the brother or the husband of Sugar is like basically just, you know, singing Kami's praises to everyone Pete, and saying like, is. oh, he's the best chef. Like this is the best, like one of the best chefs, and 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 everything like that. Um, that's just popped into my head as well the like point of michelin star that is a big kind of theme that goes between the show of between kami and sydney isn't it where kami's got two i think two stars two rosettes or something like that two stars yeah uh and sydney that's all she wants and at the end he's like do you really want this like do you is that what you actually want and she's like more than anything but it's kind of like he He's not kind of reached the top, but he's still got a lot of learning to do. But he's come from this like the best kitchen. I think it's the best kitchen in the world, and it or somewhere like something ridiculous it's like that. Yeah, well, yeah. Definitely the best kitchen in America. So he can't go anymore, like in terms of his career and stuff like that. He's he's like ownership, re- isn't it? He yeah. gets to own it all. He but gets yeah, to you're make right. All, all he wants to do is have his own place and um and you know just be his and not have to work for any other any head chefs. I guess I think it will lead on to maybe more. Well, this is my predict. My prediction would be they would concentrate on him again in terms of his mentality because obviously he's still got so many issues. Let alone his brother. I, I would assume that obviously before his brother died, he was still like not okay, like mentally. Yeah. Obviously to do with the. Well, you can see in that shot of him in the flashback of him working the kitchen, he's got cuts on his face. That's you what can I mean. Tell it's so like, like physical the, and mental health. The like... brother side, like to add to that, it's just added. And so the kitchen was like a way of him escaping it, but he's clearly got a lot of issues. And I think it's probably going to be yeah. a lot about that still. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the whole point of episode seven is to build up to that, isn't it? Of him having a, having a, having a kind of second breakdown, I guess, of like it letting it all hit him and being like, what the hell have I done? Like the whole, the whole rest of the episodes have been people just saying to him, like, why do you even want to do this? What? what are you getting out of this sort of thing? And he's kind of questioning that all throughout the show. And we see like little bits like Tina, obviously having respect for Sydney and Sydney being able to like create her own dishes and Marcus obviously having the freedom to do that. But we don't see actually what calm he's getting out of it. All he's getting is just stress and pressure from everything else, which is why episode seven is literally just like the, the, the boil over of the pot, 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 p
And then obviously episode eight is him actually taking control of it and being like, this is what we're going to do now. And instead of like saying we're going to carry on the beef, he's just like, we're going to do this differently now. On episode seven, I didn't realize this until you told me, but it's all one shot. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I need to rewatch that. Really cool. Yeah. I like that. It's so cool. The did fact you know that, that Dan, I did not know that. Yeah. It's so, so cool that, the, um, that, the, that none of us know. I didn't and, notice And at I all. think, you know, Watching one shots, unless you know it's a one shot, you're so know, immersed in the. Is that like in the, the in thing to do at the moment? Like these one shots. Obviously, I mean, like, it's easier doing a it's episode because it's the same in um, Boiling Point, isn't it? That's, that's, really, all, that's one. That's shot. the whole thing is one shot. But yeah. this was. But we're told that, aren't we? That was. I don't know about you, but I kind of. You can kind of when you're watching Boiling Point within the first five ten minutes, you're like, oh, hang on, this this looks like a one shot, like. Then, but I feel like if you weren't told it before, you might not realize it. Yeah, I in think I knew. No, no, no in, in, boiling in, point. In, in the boiling point, I think I knew when I before I watched it that it so was one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. But I also do think because it's a feature length film, you know, within ten minutes, you can kind of gather that. I would have never is, thought about it until unless you told in the me bear. in the bear. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, think, the most of the other ones you don't think they are. No, yeah, no. Uh, but I think it earns that from the, f- you know, the it earns that trust from the viewer of like episodes by episode seven, you're invested in the show, you're invested in the characters, and you're invested in the premises, and everything about it. And there's there's loads of little mini one shots throughout that show that you've probably not even recognised, like little bits when they're preparing the food and stuff like that, and then and they're going around the kitchen and they're doing corner corner. You know, they're all probably on one sh- one shot takes. So by episode seven, you're kind of used to watching the show through those eyes of not having super, like, loads of cuts and many scenes and stuff like that. It's mainly in the kitchen, isn't it, the whole show? Yeah. But even just, you know, even just the the discussions between the characters, there's not super, there's not loads of, um, there's not loads of takes between the shots. Do you know what I mean? It's not just like, um shot on the face shot on face shot, you know between everyone mm. saying something yeah. it's, it's just it's, it's it stands like, back and it just lets the scene breathe it's like you're the cameraman basically yeah. it's like you're watching it from... yeah it's much more immersive and it kind mm. of just lets the whole thing breathe out rather yeah, than just, really, just really having loads of um, obviously it can be used in different ways but I think for this show you do really want to have that sense that you're there with them and you're kind of like you're not having an input in those conversations but you, you're feeling the kind of like the feels from both of them. I've not got time to input into the conversations. I'm doing the prep. You're cooking, mate. Yeah, everyone else is fucking chatting. Are you prep man? I'm then? If we were, if we were a kitchen setup, then who do you sort of side with more? Who would you feel like oh, you could? House. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you Richie? Are you Richie then? I'd be. Yeah. Well, would you make? Would you be Maitre D? I'd be the Maitre D. Who's that Maitre D? The famous. Who would you be? That was. Uh, that's with Gino and uh, Gordon. Fred, Fred Syria. Who would you be, Ellie? Who would I Who'd be? you um, feel like you'd be more comfortable in if, you, if we were going to be a kitchen? I don't think I'd be... Uh, Wait, are you asking who would we be in a kitchen I or think who I'd, would we be in the show? Well... In the show? But, but yeah, more the show. I'd, like, be, I'd probably be like a... You'd be one of the guys. Yeah. Marcus? Marcus? <laughs> no, I don't think, I don't, I'm not big on desserts. Yeah, I don't like donuts. No, but just kind of his mentality. Kind of determined and driven and... yeah. Probably, but just maybe for like meat dishes, yeah. <laughs> not donuts. Can I make meat donuts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Beef donuts. Um, yeah, I think Sydney and Carmi are too front and centre. Like, I'd be hardworking right-hand man sort of thing. Mm. Ollie? Maybe Sydney. What? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> or, 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 I was going to say Martin again then. <laughs> or, Ma- or Marcus. Or Martin. <laughs> 
You can be Martin. Yeah, if you want. I just want to be Martin. <laughs> <laughs> There's a kitchen somewhere with a Martin for you there, mate. Yeah. Who do you want to be, Mars? Uh, who I want to be. Who do you want to be in life? Um, I don't know. I think you're right with Carmi and Sydney. Um, they are a bit full on, aren't they? But then Richie's even more full on. I'd say Carmi. I'd be Carmi. Yeah. I'd be the, le- the leader. The leader. No, not just the, the leader. leader. Do you think he is the leader? Hello, everyone. Welcome be, to the bear. You wouldn't be fuck. Because he definitely, he definitely hands over his leadership to Sydney very early on, doesn't he? He's like, do you know what? I can't be fucked to run this kitchen, Sydney. You run it I for me. I think he delegates. It's yeah. a power move. That's, yeah. I'm going to fucking delegate you in a minute. Um, I'm really excited to chat about season two already. <laughs> I thought you were going to say to watch it. Though. Yeah. No, I'm really excited for us to do the next episode of this. Cause, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's grabbed our interest, I Well, well should, we, should we try and complete it ASAP? And then do a, another pod ASAP. Definitely. Check on, chef. To Check keep on. the quality of consistency. Yes. Quality. Yeah, chef. Well then, guys, that about sums up our chat on the bear. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? I think that went quite well today. Who enjoyed the format? Put your hand up if you enjoyed the format. All the hands. There's many hands. I can count oh, 9,901. Did we like it? I think the structure was good. I think the um, narrator use of the different tastes was questionable. What would you put in there then, mate? <laughs> Is this can't be coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck off my station. It's gonna the fuck off my station. If you don't, if you don't want to know, don't ask. What would you do? Yeah. Uh, what would you do then, Dan? <laughs> but I did. No, I, li- I did like the format. Yeah. I, I did, yeah. Yes, chef. Yeah. <laughs> you like the format, or you're fired. Yeah. Yes, chef. You'd be pot washing for a week, the boy. Format. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. We will be back very soon. Ollie, you're down for like a while now, so we're gonna couple of weeks. we're gonna milk you for all you can, all you've got. Yeah, hope everyone's enjoyed Ollie's new audio quality. <laughs> milk me, please. <laughs> um, Dan, are you gonna stick around for season two? <laughs> I'm gonna stick around. For oh, season is this two. your swan song? No, no, I'm gonna stick I'm around. Season, for season one, two. Man. What you don't realise is Dan, in. in ode to the show, he's actually worn his chef white. He's currently wearing a black and white striped t-shirt. <laughs> I am. As, as, he as, looks like he works prepared. at Pizza Express. As, as, as calm is, I am a method. I'm a method podder. A method podder. Yeah. A method podder. A method podder. Cheers, guys. Go and uh, go and cook your mum something nice in the kitchen. And uh, tell her yeah, I love her from all of us at the Guild. I've been James Marley, and to my right... I've been Dan Purchase, and to my right... I've been Ali Wilson, and to my right... I've been Ollie Shrimpton, and to my right... Is the end of the Guild. Lots of love, Cast. boys and girls, and everyone else in between. Bye. Yes, Chef. Corner.